step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a while. We're here with Duffy Connors. I mean, sorry, the last podcast was about the Italian mafia. So we have an Irish man to talk about the IRA. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it would be fitting though. Good Friday just went, you know. Do you know, do you know anything about them? Do you know much about the IRA? Uh, I try, Family. ever since I left, I try and stay away from their affairs. You know, they <laughs> they mind their business, I mind mine. Um, well, it's funny, actually. I'm, I've got a funny thing with politics. I don't follow what's going on now, but I quite like history. So <laughs> I'm more interested in things that happen you know, will I be interested in what happened this year in 20 years? Probably. Right now, couldn't care less. Is that a cutoff for history? Like anything be, be, like before 20 years ago? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, almost right. like if, if, it, oh, if I was around, boring, you know. Uh, if it happened in my lifetime, you know, it, what's that? Uh, I never want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. Uh, I'm not interested in any bit of history I was there for. <laughs> Is it racist to assume every Irish person has links to the IRA? Uh, I, it depends, like, how far a link you're talking, because, you know, I, I used to go to discos when I was a teenager, uh, you know, in different towns. You know, it was kind of like in the county, you'd go to different towns and you'd, you'd you know, snog the girls. So you think, oh, more than most, you know, probably half of them were my cousins if you go far enough. So <laughs> if you go far enough back, you know. They say we have all we have a common ancestor if you go back far enough. So probably none of us are too far from the IRA. Yeah, you're right. Especially if you're a Christian, right? It goes back to Adam and Eve, and then it all kind of trickled down from there. So everyone is related. Yeah. Not really, though. No, no. Well, no. They do say that thing, though. Some kind of common, not like actually Adam and Eve, but there is some kind of you know, if we all do have a common ancestor if you go back. Uh, I mean, yeah, we got a common ancestor with like jellyfish, right? Yeah, well, back in yeah. <laughs> and, and mushrooms. Apparently, we all come from mushrooms, which is uh, interesting. Ah, okay. So yeah, apparently we're we're very like uh, our system is more similar to mushrooms than other plants. That would explain why it's such a great time. Last time I had mushrooms, <laughs> I came back to my roots. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we're here with Duffy Connors. He's a stand-up comic. I think we met back in 2018, right? At the Jollies at the George, I remember. You yeah, just was, moved to London. Yeah, it was my second gig in London since I, since I moved from uh, from Ireland, where I'd just finished uh, uni. Oh, finally. How's it been, like, these last five years? Um, well, I was kind of... It's, it's funny, because, like, most of the gigs I did pre-COVID don't exist anymore. Uh... Because actually, Jolly's the Judge just ended a couple of months ago. Uh, the venue stopped it. So, because uh, it was kind of the, the venue in London I had the most history with. 
So that was kind of sad. But yeah, it just happens. In fact, that's why I try and keep a list of all the venues I performed in. Um, so I can look back and go, oh, that's mad. It doesn't exist anymore. But if I, if I hadn't written it down, I wouldn't even remember it. Oh, by the way, I just realized I messed up the audio. You, I'm gonna, it's only three minutes in, so we, do you mind if we restart it? So there's like two options, Ryan. There's one to kick everyone else out, and there's one for me to just leave. And I accidentally kicked you out. Sorry about that. But, I did that in an interview the other week. I, I, it was a group interview thing, and uh, it, they told us to mute our audio while they gave this presentation. And I said I disconnected audio. So I had to leave the chat to come back in, and then it was, yeah, so that was, yeah, similar situation. <laughs> Group interviews are the worst, right? Was that for, like, for a job, right? Yeah, yeah. Last time, I think I did one, like, last year, and this one guy was, uh, he was telling everyone how, like, he's an entrepreneur, and um, he's got his own business. So they questioned him, they said, hey, what's your business? And his business was, he has a TikTok account. Does that count as a business? I don't think it does. I mean, if your TikTok account, yeah, if it gets you most of your income, I guess. But if it's just having one, is no. <laughs> I don't think TikTok make. Like, can you make a living off TikTok? I don't think you can. I don't know. Does it have ads? I don't know how. You know, do you get? Do people do sponsored? stuff for it and I don't know I, don't, I, I just upload my own stuff on there I don't watch anything on it yeah fair enough I think you you get pennies for it though so KSI was making a video a while back I think I saw this and he, he, he's, he gets like hundreds of millions of views but you only get like a few grand off there whereas on YouTube you would, you would make hundreds of thousands of pounds for the same amount of views here with Duffy Connors uh, you know plug your socials right at the start Actually, I think we'll save that for the end, right? Sure, sure. Or you can do it. I, I, it's up to you, man. It, it doesn't make a difference. Get the most out of it. I don't think anyone listens to the end. Even okay. I don't listen to the end of the podcast. Uh, well, I'm Duffy Connors on TikTok. Uh, Facebook, Duffy Connors Comedian. Instagram, Duffy Connors. And Twitter, at Duffy Connors, man. Because it's weird. Like Someone only took Duffy Connors on Twitter, not anywhere else. So... So he went with yeah. Duffy Connor's man. Yeah, I thought it's like, what? because <laughs> you look at it a couple of ways. You can look at it like I'm a stoner or like I'm just being descriptive. Duffy Connor's man. <laughs> you went with, with, with your pronouns in. Yeah. No, that's not a pronoun. There's a well, step above pronoun. I did this before the pronouns were a thing. Uh, <laughs> before. Uh, yeah, before people asked you what you know, it was just he, she in a form. No one even used the word pronoun until you know ten years ago, and then it became quite a thing. <laughs> and that was very common. Even like when you apply for a gig, they ask you for your pronouns. Every booking form, yeah. Ah, it's fine. Um, in fact, it's important because twice I was booked as a woman because Duffy. They thought like they thought like the singer. And, you know, they didn't bother watching the video. So this is, you know, ah, a lady. Uh, it probably got, it got me those bookings because, uh, you know, it's hard, because there's less female comics. It's <laughs> easy for him to get a gig. Yeah, you're right. Female comics get way more gigs nowadays. Like, every post on Facebook is like, must be a female comic. Well, that kind of works out for you then. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it, only a bad gig. So it's only a bad gig where they won't even check the video in the first place. <laughs> you're a perfect catfish. You don't even have to change your name. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, uh, I, I heard um, Jamie Foxx used to, yeah, like, he, he deliberately did that when he was doing stand-up, because he knew, that's why he used Jamie, because he knew they think it was, you know, like, a lady, so he'd get more bookings. <laughs> Sweet, that's a good idea, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it worked back good then. for him. Yeah, it was just like, you know, signing up by name rather than, um, you know, all this, you know, send a link, send a link. Yeah, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? But, oh well. How many gigs to get anything? Like, yeah, like, if you apply for 10 gigs, right, how many of those will do you normally book? What's your percentage? Yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, I think probably one in 10 if you're applying when everyone else is. Uh, usually, I think your best way to get in with someone you haven't already performed for or who hasn't seen you is just to, um, you know, last-minute spot when they're kind of stuck and they're not being too picky. And then you show up, you know... Yeah, you you do a good job, and then ah, oh, then they know you. Uh, you kind of sort it from then on. Uh, that's happened to me with gigs before. But yeah, when you're just applying with the other hundreds uh, on these comedy sites, thousands really. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna get lost in the shuffle most of the time. Yeah, but it's ultra competitive stand up as a whole. Mm. But I reckon it should be there should be more collaboration. Really, there's not enough of that. I think people are like up against each other. Yeah, a friend of mine said it's like, no one's out to get you, but everyone's out for themselves. So it's not that you're trying to knock anyone down, but you're like, maybe not mentioning certain opportunities to people <laughs> out of self-interest. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to discourage them. Like, ah, oh, don't apply for that. And then you apply for it. Yeah, I've never that. I'm not that evil, by the way. It's yeah. Not... <laughs> it's better to be encouraging, really, and try to make some friends. Although, I think that lone wolf kind of personality... It suits comics more. I think that's why I got into it. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't into filmmaking before, but you just rely on too many people. And with stand-up, you can just do this on your own, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think, uh, well, definitely try and be friends with a lot of drivers. That's a good strategy. <laughs> then you can gig all over. It's great. Or, <laughs> but, uh, like you, just, just learn how to drive yourself. That's also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that. Yeah. You don't drive. Um, have you got a license or no? No, I did lessons when I was a teenager, but I think I'm dyspraxic because uh, I'm, I'm generally very bad. Like, I struggle to, like, learn how to tie my shoes. Like, I'm very bad at anything physical. Okay. So you never did your, like, final test? No, so I did, like, because so in Ireland, at least when I was doing it, the minimum number of lessons was 12. So I paid for the 12 lessons, and then they were like, oh, you're nowhere near ready for your test. And, one, one you know... What they shouldn't have done is they told me they had this lady who she's been coming in there for one lesson a week for years because she's in the car to practice on at home. So that's it. If, if you don't have a car to practice on at home and you're only doing it for an hour a week, um, and I guess what? Well, what's the other solution? Do it every day? Well, you know, you, you probably don't have the time and money to pay like however much, you know. I don't know. How, you know, it's probably like 40 euro or something when I was getting lessons. I don't know what it is now. Uh, it's pretty about that. I think I paid like 50 per lesson for mine, 50 quid. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's a crazy amount. Do, do, do you reckon they were being bad at teaching you just to make more money, <laughs> extort more out of you? No, no, they were they were good. I just like just wasn't clicking for me. Um, just because I just I didn't have, I didn't have the interest really. Like obviously I wanted to be able to drive, but I don't think I have the attention span. Like if I was driving, I'd just get distracted <laughs> too easily. <laughs> no, I do that sometimes. It's all right. Just don't kill anyone. Yeah. Are, you, are you planning on doing it at some point? Or Not really. I mean, life? 
It'd be good for gigging outside London, but in in London you're fine. You don't need to learn how to drive. Plus, if I am gigging out outside London, I probably want to drink, so I can't drive anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you can still do it. No, not really. Drinking and driving is bad. Although at the very least, if you're drunk, apparently your like your body goes like sorry, all your muscles go numb, so you're less likely to die if you're drunk. Yeah. I heard that somewhere. I don't know if it's true. You're yeah, also more think... likely to get into a crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your survival rate if you're in an accident. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, your chances of being in an accident will skyrocket. It's good that I enjoy driving. Like, speeding. Not really, no. It's too dangerous, bro. You can lose your license. Although you haven't got one to lose. Yeah. I guess you could just, like, get in a car and drive. And no one will ever know. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I've got I've gotten into cars with drunk drivers too many times. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've gotten lucky. I haven't gotten any, any scrapes from it. I think I normally get into cars with stone drivers, and that's normally better. Because you're more focused, I think. I, 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 sometimes I'm too stoned to be a passenger. <laughs> like, this one time, I thought I could control the car by my head movement. Yeah. So I kept my head really still. I wasn't even driving. I was in the passenger side. But... Yeah, I got ultra paranoid about it. Yeah, I'm no good to anyone if I'm stoned because I'm just like, uh, yeah, two in my own head to chat. You know, whereas a few <laughs> drinks in me, I won't shut up. So it's either end of the spectrum for me. Do you drink before gigging normally? or No, not know? normally. Um, maybe if I was rich, you know, but <laughs> drinking in London every night, I can't afford that. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's way too expensive. I normally just go to Spoons if I'm in London. Yeah. That's the only place where I buy drinks. Yeah, often the same, yeah. Um, or if you can score a gig where they give you free drink. But that's hard. That's easier to do outside London for obvious reasons. Uh, in London, it just costs you a bomb. Although, yeah, the, the last gig we did together, we had uh, free drinks and I was fucked. It was great. And I ended up performing. It wasn't the plan. I was supposed to just be hanging out. But then suddenly, like six points in, I'm on stage <laughs> riffing whatever jokes I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. You did well that night. That night, to be fair, yeah, it was a good, it was a good room, to be fair. Because, I mean, she was charging lots of money for the tickets. You know, Gordana with that one gig. Yeah. Because it's not normally that expensive, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was. I, I don't know. Um, I said, like, sometimes I don't even like people. People ask me, "Oh, what gig are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing this gig." And like, how much does it cost? I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I've never bought a ticket, so <laughs> they could be charging anything for it. I wouldn't know. I just got booked for the highest, like, of all the gigs I've done, this is the most expensive one, because they're charging 70 quid for tickets. For Whoa. one ticket. Yeah. It's, Who's on? It's, cr- <laughs> it's not even that. Like, actually, I don't know. I'm on. So that, that should bring the price down, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Smile High Club. And um, so they do it once a month, I think. And it's a different venue every time. And they don't even announce the venue till the day of the gig. But this sounds like, okay, well, what are they giving people? This, if, if they can do that, if they can charge that much and only announce the venue on the day, they must have quite a following. So they're following. Okay, I'm, okay. so I was speaking to this guy, Doug. Do you know Doug Carter? He's, he's done a few London gigs. He's a northern guy. Uh, I don't know. I'm terrible with names. 
So, okay, I'm going to cut this bit out of the podcast, but it's interesting. <laughs> I don't want to make an enemy out of Doug Carter. <laughs> no, not because of him, it's because of the gig. So this Smile High Club, apparently it's just dealers that go there. Okay. And <laughs> they smoke weed indoors. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a really tough gig as well, so I'm kind of scared of doing it. Apparently, like, you're more likely to bomb because they don't get jokes. Yeah, you might have to keep it simple. Yeah, or you get stabbed up. Yeah, I feel it's a like. Snitch. Yeah, it's a gig where you want to. Do, I, you know, I can't imagine like Stuart Lee doing well in the room. I think it's got to be about attitude and just like, I don't know, being a good vibe. Yeah. You know, you can... <laughs> if you're too yeah, serious, you, you freak him out. Oh yeah, you, you don't want to give those like PC speeches either. Like, let's talk about pronouns. Yeah. Like, fuck you with your pronouns now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I need to write some, I guess, like, racist jokes, maybe. No, not racist. I don't know. It's going to be, like, hardcore jokes for those people. But it's um, end of July, so uh, i got some time. Mm. But, yeah, apparently they smoke weed nonstop. And they've got, like, stands as well where they sell vapes and stuff. So it should be interesting. We'll see. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I, I got no hopes for it though. I think I'm gonna bomb. Like, yeah, Doug was like, "Don't do it. You're gonna get crushed. Like, they'll fucking eat you alive." Huh. Well, maybe that's what they're paying for. They're paying for abusing comics. <laughs> oh god, I hope that. As, as long as I'm alive, the next day I'll be fine. So you're not going to Edinburgh this year, right? No, no, it's just too much money. You know, it's. I I was looking at the numbers. I was like. If if I have a great show, if I do two shows and I get a good amount in every day, I'm still going to lose a couple of thousand. So I'm like, this is it's not, it's not worth it. Wait, how much does it cost? I thought, because I know some people that are doing it through the PBH, Free Fringe, and I've, I've, I've applied for that. Yeah. I haven't heard back, so I'm assuming nothing's going to come of it. But they're paying like seven, eight hundred pounds for accommodation and then a few hundred pounds for travels. Okay. So it's like a grand... Yeah, they got a nice deal then because, um, yeah, usually like, usually you're paying at least a grand, but maybe up to thirteen hundred, depending on on what deal you get. You know how many people you have in the house, and you know where's your location and stuff like that. And if you're, you know, if you're London based, you're also paying your rent back in London, which is probably between five hundred and a grand as well. Which obviously, you know, it's. It's it's technically not the cost of Edinburgh, but it's you know something you have to pay the same month. So uh, then it's usually three hundred quid for each show you you register with the Fringe. So you go in the book and the app. Although they didn't even have the app last year, uh, but still it's still good to be in the book because that's you know how a lot of people plan what shows they're going to see, and they're going to be your better audience as well. Because um, I had one night last year where it was, it was just like a really ra- rainy crap Monday. Uh, and only two people came, but they were uh, they planned to see the show, so they were amazing. They're actually a mother and daughter, and uh, I, I'd spent every day at the start. Of basically, the first day, the first day of the festival, I slept with an audience member, and so then every day after that, I'd start the show with last night an audience member had sex with me. So if you guys want to be my best audience, I'm gonna to need to sleep with at least two of you. So and I still <laughs> said that when it was just a mother and daughter there, and then that became part of the show. Then at the the Days after that, I would tell that story plus the mother-daughter thing. So it was so yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, uh, yeah, no. I had a great time last year at the Fringe. To be fair, like one night, 
uh, there was this couple who just gotten married that day. I think they they were like dating. Uh, she was like based in Canada and he was based here, uh, you know, the UK. And I, th- but I think they were joking that it was all just visa. But I think that was probably a large part of it. But <laughs> but I took a video of them like like they had their first dance, a little wedding dance at, at the show. Uh, so that was a cute little video to upload. Oh, that's fucking awesome. So that was their honeymoon then. Yeah. Watching your show. Yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah. I was which I pointed out like that's mad. But oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Edinburgh Pass. <laughs> so yeah, you're probably gonna pay three hundred per show you're registering. So it's almost like the more sh- you know, you do more shows to get more money, but you're also investing more money. Um, then probably per show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's say, oh, it depends on what deal you get, but you know, you got paid for posters and flyers and, uh, then, then there's your food. So, I mean, if you do multiple shows a day, you're doing pretty well if you're not spending a ton on food because you're probably going to have to resort to eating out uh, a lot if you only have like an hour between shows. You don't have time to run home to wherever you're living, cook something and come back. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. But if you're incredibly organized, you wake up early, you start food for a few days, but it's very hard to do that consistently for a month when all you're trying to do is claw back some sleep and try and have some kind of fun while you're up there as well. Uh, and, that co- and that's another huge cost that comes into it. Alcohol. Uh, <laughs> because I think I went out like, pretty much every night last year uh, at the festival. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to avoid because uh, it's like summer camp for comedians. All your friends are there. And, I, I, and, and if you've been doing comedy for a while like me, it's not just my you know, friends that hang out in London. It's friends, you know, Irish comics I haven't seen, you know, in years. And then suddenly I'm, you know, sort of like, oh, I've got to catch up with them. And oh, and then you're, you, you've got comic friends who are only going to be at the festival for two, three or four nights. So you end up going out those two nights. So it's, it's very hard to uh, pinch pennies at the fringe. Well, I guess that makes sense. So 300 quid for the marketing then? Or, or is marketing like a different expense? Oh, so, that? so like, oh, so it's like, uh, yeah, 300 quid. Yeah, per show you register for the book, and then um, yeah, if you it depends. Yeah, it depends on your goal. So I don't know PBH, but uh, I usually do Laughing Horace. So it's I think it's now like 120 pound per show, uh, to, like for, for the venue hire, which you know it's not bad to use a venue for a month, and the venues are very good. Um, so yeah, that's a worth. Sorry, the- I missed that. How much was that? Sorry, was that two hundred uh, or two grand? Hundred twenty. No, just hundred twenty pound because it's a free. It's free fringe as well, essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but but I'll, yeah, like, bad, actually. But like you said about like your friends doing PBH and stuff. This is this is the 
we're talking free fringe cast. So obviously, if you're going with a paid venue, that's you know you might be spending five, ten grand on your venue, uh, and then you're hoping to sell <laughs> tickets. Which if you're not a name, it's you know incredibly tough at Edinburgh. Fucking hell. Yeah, five, ten grand. I could not ever afford that. Yeah, it was, uh, I was filming in Birmingham once. You know, you've been to Birmingham, right? Or have you never? No, actually. No, I've only been there to, like, change buses to Manchester. I think that's the only times I was ever there. Okay, okay. It's a nice city. But, um, so, yeah, I was in the shopping centre. Uh, I was in, doing, like, a short movie for a school. So that was, like, a film studies project. And uh, we started filming in the shopping centre area. And the security man came over to us and he said, oh, you can't film there because um, if you want to film here, you have to pay like a million pound for insurance in case you break something. And I'd like genuinely think about that. But then I was like year 11, sorry, year 12. So, dude, not in a million years. If I earned like a pound a year, then maybe. But <laughs> you're going to pay a million pound for insurance. And, and like, to be fair, there's no difference. Like, to me, there's no difference between 10 grand and a million if I just spend that on a fucking show. Yeah, it's all made up. Like, it's, <laughs> once it gets to the <laughs> It's all like, yeah, yeah, it's fake numbers at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, getting drunk every night, that's pretty cool. I think I, I did that for the fridge. I only went there for five days. But, yeah, I was drunk every day out of those five days. <laughs> Started at 2pm. Yeah, that was it, because it could be like... Uh... I might have a few just bef- like because my show wasn't until quarter past eleven, so I might have a few day drinks, which might often just be cans, just to save a bit of money. Just a can of tenants with the lads. I get it because it was it's August as well, so I know Scotland doesn't have a great reputation for weather, but you're still going to get some sunny days at the fringe. <laughs> so maybe just a few cans with some friends before, and then after my show it's like midnight, and what am I going to do? Go home. I mean, if I've had a shit show. Maybe, maybe if I'm in a sad, lonely mood, I might go home. But if I've had a great, but often you have a shit show, you're like, fuck it, let's just hang out with the lads. We'll all complain about how shit our shows are going. And then if you have a great show, you're definitely going out. (laughs) Uh, If you have a good bucket, because obviously if you do have a, you know, um, a night where you either sell our tickets or you make a lot from your, uh, from your bucket. uh, Sorry, I just got a message that distracted me. Like I said, bad attention span. But yeah, if you do. yeah. It's important. You can take a look at the message. We can take a oh, break. Oh, no, it's fine. Right. Yeah, it's fine. But if, yeah, if you do make a lot of money one night, obviously what you should do is, oh, phew. Uh, now I've let the last left. Spend it. But yeah, of course, you, yeah, you spend it immediately. Um, <laughs> but I'm really glad I went last year because I needed it because uh, I hadn't gone since 2019. And I finally booked a room I really wanted for 2020. And of course, it got cancelled. But luckily, it carried over. They still gave me the same, same exact room, same exact time slot last year. So that was cool. It was um, it's in the City Cafe. They have these really cool like karaoke rooms downstairs. They're really good for stuff. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a pity. Yes, that's it. If I, you know, that's that's the thing with like uh, how it's harder when you're like a working class comedian than you know middle class comedians. They can just go down and spend a load and advertise and then lose ten grand and it's fine. It's not their money. But uh, yeah, if, if you're kind of working month to month. Because it's very hard in London just to break even on a month, let alone to have a couple of grand to lose. Because like I said, like, yeah, you know, if you're back everything you spent, you know, you're still losing your rent money back here, you know, your living expenses, all these little things. Unless, also, although some people, um, yeah, if, if, you work, if you work remotely and you can still work while you're at the fringe, then you can do it. But 
you know, you're still going to be paying two rents and then you're going to be pretty worn out all month if you're doing an hour of stand-up every night, you know, maybe even two shows and you're walking eight hours a day. Like, that's, you're going to be pretty drained. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. How long did it take you to get an hour, by the way? So you started, when you started comedy, was that 2017 or? 2014, um, but lightly, you know, in Ireland and uni. So like doing probably a gig a week to start and then eventually up to two when I started my own uh, comedy club in Galway with a couple of mates. Yeah, that's a good way to get gigs. I, I started running my own night where you're going to be there in a couple of months and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, yeah, because like I said, about I was, I was, I was kind of uh, joking earlier about the, you know, making friends with comedians who are drivers because, uh, you know, my mate Hugh has given us all a lift down, which because that's so much better because traveling to gigs can be very lonely, um, you know, especially if you're going by like public transport and stuff on your own. Uh, so, yeah, the fact it's going to be a car share, it's going to be more of a road trip because uh, yeah, I was doing a gig a little bit outside of London, like in Surrey, not too far out, but uh just before the the train left, I got a message from a from another comic going, "Oh, are you in the so and so train?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and he he jumped on just in time. Uh, and then it was like a little adventure of us, like you know, on the train finding the gig. And it wasn't even a comic I knew well, but you know, we we went there together and came back together on the same train. So we ended up spending like four hours together chatting. Whereas before, of all the times we met, we probably talked like ten minutes worth. So it's amazing how much you can bond with another comedian just from one gig. <laughs> yeah you're right it is fucking awesome I love car shares yeah. it's just so much fun like doing it on your own like okay you can listen to a podcast maybe maybe get, you're listening to us chatting while driving to a gig I doubt it but it's better with other real people not that we're fake people yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no definitely and yeah that'll be my first time in Birmingham when I do your gig as well like other than you know changing trains there or changing buses there actually you know, experience in the city, even a little bit, obviously we'll come back the same night. Um, Do you know what date it is? I, f I forgot, I think I should know really. Uh, 22nd uh, of June, there you go. Yeah. Oh, perfect, okay, yeah. Yeah, right in the, just after the summer solstice. Summer solstice, yeah. <laughs> oh, one second, I'm going to check that message actually, it is important. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'll plug the show in the meantime. So 22nd of June, We'll be at Cherry Reds. You'll see Duffy there and uh, a bunch of other comics. Hugh and um, Italian man Lenny Walker. I know that's not, not really. It's not really Italian name. Last name. There's more of a crisp lovers names. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, a bunch of other comics. Twenty second of June. Cherry Reds. Just Google the stand up comedy show at Cherry Reds and you'll find it. It's free. It's not free. Well, it's pay what you can. But, yeah, you can get in for free. And you can sneak out if you don't want to pay. That's all right. <laughs> we don't care. We do care, though. Yeah, no. Do, do give a generous donation. And do come. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, our driver... Duffy's back. So I was going to say, yeah, our driver, Hugh, is a big fella. So I wouldn't try and sneak by him without paying. <laughs> is he a bodybuilder or just <laughs> tall? He's, well, he's a, he's a big guy. No, he's... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's always wearing he's always wearing a sports shirt, so you'll know him. He's always wearing, like, an Ireland jersey of some description. <laughs> so, yeah, how long did it take you to get your first hour of material? Oh, yeah, so... So, yeah, it's an interesting question. So, I guess... 
what was nice is because I've been doing comedy a long time, you know, you've kind of dabbled with different styles. So uh, probably my f when I was doing the comedy club in Galway, that's when I learned how to host, you know, how to do crowd work, which was very important. Because like what, when I was doing my hour, like 10, 15 minutes at the start would be crowd work. Because uh, when I started doing Edinburgh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Again, I got messages from, uh, I got all this family drama at the moment, so, uh, Oh shit! Are you allowed to share, or do you not want to? Uh, oh, like serious stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's it's. I promise, it's not IRA related. It's all. Fun. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting what we've opened, <laughs> what we talked about off mic and on mic. So I don't. I might be doing callbacks to things the listeners don't know about. Um, I'm gonna edit that in. I think it was a funny way to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a stupid way to open, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's how everyone opens their cold open. <laughs> That's how everyone, uh, literally every roast battle I do, someone, uh, you know, mentions the IRA. Uh, and I should have a better comeback for it, to be honest, because it happens so often. But <laughs> You're quite good at roast battle. How, how many have you done, by the way? Uh, yeah, so I'd say about I'd say about 20, to estimate. It's funny, because I did one before lockdown, then I did two when lockdown was ending. And then I didn't do any for a year. And then just I was I, I, I basically in Edinburgh last year. I started hanging out with the roast gang so much. It, I was kind of just hanging out after roast battle every Friday. I thought, well, I might as well get a gig out of it while I'm here and maybe win twenty quid. Because uh, you win twenty quid if you win a battle. Uh, so, but it took me about nine or ten to get good at them because the first few I did I was so in my head I wasn't doing real comebacks I either wouldn't do a comeback or I'd do a pre-written one which I you know but often you can you know if you do a non-written comeback even if it's not that good just because they can really tell you just came up with it and you know it's so natural because it is just whatever popped into your head you'll get such a better laugh off of it and you can often get like judges voting for you just based off of a really good comeback and my comebacks are usually uh, the less fuck you and more yes ending their insult because uh, that's more fun because um, it takes more time to defend yourself as well and you're kind of on the back foot if you're defending yourself but if you just go yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, look really fine. good either yeah uh off you 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 know you uh it's you you kind of half deny it um like my last roast battle uh my opponent said I fucked animals and I said, Oh, we're just friends. So I kind of was half denying it, but I'll <laughs> but that sound like, I'm, sound like I'm lying about it, but I'm doing a terrible job. Like I'm trying to cover it up. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, he kind of. I think because uh, it's the because of the environment where it's like if you kill, you really feel like you killed because it's it's all such a packed room. You've got an incentive at how fun it'll be to kill, so you put a lot of, you know you put a lot of work in and learn how to get better at it. Plus, you know when you bomb, you feel so bad because you know you're getting roasted by all these judges if if your jokes mm-hmm. missed. So you're like you don't want to half-ass it. Um, and because Shit. of comedy, yeah. well, comebacks, you know, yeah, you know, it's like comebacks are like crowd work. It's like you, you know you learn how to react in the moment. There's an art to it for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm doing my first one on the 19th of next month. Nice, yeah. yeah it yeah. should be exciting. I got some prep, but my only prep was doing that compliments battle, which, oh, God. That, <laughs> you were there for that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a good concept. It's a terrible idea for sure. It's not funny. Uh, well, uh, now, Roast Battle legend, uh, Joseph Murphy, he did a great job just by talking about how much he wanted to fuck his opponent, uh, which I thought was a great, like, that was the best way to handle that compliment battle. So, because Joseph's done so many roast battles, he, and you know he's been doing comedy as long as me. He knows how to he knows how to play with a crowd. Uh, whereas I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have thought of that just to talk about how I wanted to fuck the other guy so much. Uh, <laughs> and Joseph, you know, it's not like Joseph was doing what he'd say anyway. Like he's he's a straight man, but it was just he, it was the funniest thing for him to talk about. That how makes it even funnier. Yeah, plus his <laughs> opponent, you know, his opponent was. A big fat guy. It's not. Like, it's not like it was so naturally attractive. Where it would be actually get kind of creepy. It was so clearly he was just doing it for the roast, and he was killing. It was great. <laughs> I guess that makes it ironic to an extent, right? Yeah. Although I, I was paired up with Sonia. I don't think I could have done that. That would have been weird. Oh yeah, no God. If, if you yeah, if you were just talking about you wanted to fuck them and they're they're a woman, <laughs> you're a man. Yeah, you're just gonna yeah, you're gonna come off incredibly creepy. Yeah. Exactly. Well, okay, so I, I think I did all right. I just kind of roasted myself instead of giving compliments. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would have done, uh, which, uh, which is, I think, the second best way to handle that after the Joseph way. But again, Joseph's way only works if you're battling a big, hairy man. <laughs> but I never answered your question. Oh, sorry, I was trying, uh, you know, I, I go on tangents. So, yeah, in terms of your, how long did it take me to, do, uh, to build an hour, um, so when I started doing stand-up, I was doing, like, musical comedy. And then, you know, I was trying out this weird surreal stuff, which, you know, this, like, rip-off Stuart Lee stuff, which didn't really stick. And then eventually kind of, um, which I still kind of mainly do, kind of shorter jokes, kind of, what well, kind of odd one-liners? They're not, I mean, some of them are, you know, some of them are a bit Tim, uh, Tim Vine or Jimmy Carr, where it's just like a joke. But a lot of them are just me saying a weird thing. <laughs> um which is, yeah, because that's, that's usually what I write down, just a weird thought I've had. Um, so uh, so that's what I originally would have, had, my hour show would have been. It would have been a couple of comedy songs, crowd work, and one-liners. And that, but that was before uh, lockdown. So the big change after lockdown was I kind of went a bit off the rails when things opened up. I started doing some crazy shit. So then suddenly I had these you know, crazy stories. Uh, and it really helped round out the hour. So that's why I was really happy with the hour I did last year, because like, um, you know, had, you know, had, had crowd work, one-liners, stories, and uh, songs. So it had a bit of everything, basically. Um, okay. Because it's uh, you know when someone, especially because my show is you know very sex-based, so it's on later in the day. 
so people have probably seen five or six shows already so you need to keep it interesting for an hour to keep their attention so doing different things definitely helped with that i think so i guess to answer your question uh uh eight years <laughs> well, well no, seven years seven years yeah long time but fair enough what are your top 10 tips you reckon for roast battles do you have a your top 10 uh well just off the top of my head um it can be very tempting because you're roasting another comedian to talk about how not funny they are but that tends to not work if they're you know because they might be the problem is they might be killing on the <laughs> night so a joke with how they're not funny just kind of falls flat so there's some jokes that will only work depending on how the night's going so yeah you can prepare a joke about how if they're bombing, but you can't rely on that just in case they're not. Um, yeah. Uh, I tr yeah, I guess try not to go too long. Um, sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. You never know what the judges are going to be like. Um, or the crowd in general. Uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing the roast battle tournament on Friday. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tag as much as I would in a you know in a friendly match just in a in a weekly match where no one really cares because you know since it's competition everyone's taking it a bit seriously so plus it's it's the way they're doing the tournament is there's 40 people competing 20 roast battles so even if you win your roast battle there's only less than two third chance you'll actually still make it to the final so even if you win your roast battle the night. By doing too, way too many jokes when they're looking back on the tape and going oh actually he did go over uh which would be a problem because in the final there's going to be 12 people so if you have a guy going over in the heats and he does that to you in the final of the tournament uh it could yeah it could really throw them off time wise okay do you uh, have you uh, up against um next week yeah uh Cressida Wetton um which what, what I like about it is we've never both battled so uh at least I won't I won't be in the oh should I write new stuff or use what I used before because I've never roast battled her. Uh, and we've also been, we've also been performing the same amount of time. So, uh, it's pretty fair that way. Uh, yeah, she lives yeah. in a boat and she yeah. moves. I've been, I've been on a boat. Get... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, 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 we're friends like, so it's, uh, no, it'll be fun because that's it. It's like, uh, losing doesn't mean you won't get to the final and winning doesn't mean you will get to the final. You know, nothing's a guarantee. So, it's not, it's not like, I, you know, on, on the final of the tournament, I imagine it's all going to be, you know, instant elimination. So that's when it's going to be a bit more, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe a bit less friendly. But no, it's fine because, uh, I mean, my jokes are probably meaner than usual, to be fair. Because, um, like, on a regular week, I might just have a bit of fun with it. Like, uh, I once did a, a, hum, a, a parody of the Humpty Dumpty poem. Uh, against an opponent, you know, uh, I once did a, a parody of the Oompa Loompa song to an opponent, you know, those kinds of mm -hmm. wild, silly things that are a bit of fun, but I wouldn't do that on a tournament night because judges hate when you do a song, uh, which is funny because Joseph Murphy, legend, does it every week, <laughs> every week he does a song, in fact, he did a roast recently where each round he did a song, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he themed it, he, it, was, it was a Harry Potter roast, his, uh, his opponent looked like a character from Harry Potter, so for every five roast jokes he would do a song uh to a different song from harry potter now you're probably thinking oh there's only one song in harry potter but no he like went in in deep you'd have to be a real fan to even recognize all five songs and actually that was that was some of the, the judges went against him because they were like i don't know harry potter so i was really confused <laughs> that entire roast battle 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's the fun of like, yeah, on a regular week at Rose you can do anything. Like I saw these two girls once, they... Um, they they wrote jokes about themselves and just exchanged lists on the night. So they wrote jokes, negative jokes about themselves and then handed it to the other one to read out. So then when the judges were trying to decide who was funnier, they're like, well, you said the funny things, but that means that you wrote the funny things. So it made it very, like you're confused right now. It was very confusing. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, that's interesting. Unless the delivery makes a difference, but no... So if you lose, you technically won the night. Exactly, yeah. And I, I can see why they did it, because they're mates. Uh, so, yeah, they don't want to be too mean to each other. And plus, it's easier yeah, as a comedian, you're kind of already probably doing jokes about yourself. Um, and that way you don't have to write, you don't have to think out a list. You know your most embarrassing things about you. Um now I would have been a, it was a, it was a white girl and a black girl and I would have been very afraid if I was the white girl like is, is this is my friend going to make me say a lot of racist shit and get me like <laughs> thrown out of this place but she didn't do that she didn't fuck over a friend that way and to be honest who knows maybe they you know they they exchanged lists on stage but maybe they did actually tell each other beforehand what they were going to make each other say I don't know oh so that became part of the act so the whole audience knew that they had like they wrote jokes for each other yeah, 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 that's it. So they, they announced it. But obviously they could have faked it. Uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, I only saw... I saw that at a random roast. Like, that that might have been the one I did pre-lockdown. That was years ago. Because, um, yeah, some people just try a roast once, you know. But I imagine you're going to do it multiple times because uh, I think, yeah, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, although, obviously, for you, it's a trek to get here. That's the only thing. And plus, yeah, I think it ends so late as well. <laughs> it's worth doing, though, I reckon. Yeah. So with the tournament, how much do you win if you win the whole tournament? Do you know? The whole tournament is five and a pound, and then the runner-up is two hundred, I think. Okay. So that's if you win the second heat or uh, the second best comic. So the way the it tournament. is, it's it's like you each do one heat, and then twelve people are chosen for the final. And the way they did it last year, I wasn't in it last year, but I, you know, I went to the final just to watch, um, and it was. Like, it was only three jokes each. Uh, they paired them into, you know, two sixes. And then three three pairs. And then, oh, wait, no. No, they, 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 yeah, three pairs. And then they picked the top four or something. And then the top four people roasted each other. I don't know. It was all very. Oh, well, on the same day or a different day? Wait, no, here's how they did it. Sorry, sorry. Here's how they did it. They, it was the top 16 roasters. And then they eliminated half down to eight, half down to four, and then the four all roasted each other simultaneously on stage. Uh, so it was, it was, it was kind of, yeah, it was, it was a long night, I think. But uh, yeah, they got through it. I, I'd say they got through it in like, with a break, 90 minutes, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was definitely fun to watch because, yeah, you've seen all the best roasters. 
I don't know if I'll go this okay. year because it was it was fun to go. I was like, oh, it's, but after if I if I don't get into it and I'm just there in the night, it might not be as fun. <laughs> Watching all the people <laughs> qualified and not me. Yeah, especially so like if Cressida beats you, you have to watch her. No, I think it'll be fun. I might I might go actually if you especially if you win, Bera. I think it's a good idea to go. I'll try it. Do you know when the finals are? Have they announced the date for it? Yeah, May fifth. May fifth. Well, yeah, if she beats be him on Friday, I wanted to win the whole thing. Because if she wins the whole thing, it's like, oh, I got knocked out by the champ. If she doesn't get into the final, that's like, oh, I got beaten by someone who didn't make it to the final. <laughs> <laughs> so, May the 5th. Isn't that Star Wars Day? No, that's the day before, right? May the 4th, yeah. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars like fan. A I'm just a fan of puns. You're just a fan of the pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, puns generally. No, Star Wars is fine, but you know, it's uh, even Star Wars fans it's... hate most of Star Wars. Let's not talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it. I got, I have a poster here. It's not mine. It's like the landlord owns that. So I put it on sideways as a protest. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, the new ones were crap. But, okay, fifth. I'll put it on my calendar. It might pop down. Mine was on the 19th, so a few weeks after that. Yeah, and I'll be there as well. I'm battling... I think I'm battling Eddie Edwards that night, who's the first guy I ever battled. Um, so it's, and it, and I, I was worried, oh no, I'm going to do the same jokes again. But I looked at the jokes I did five years ago. I think the only half good keep ones... Keep the best ones, ones though, right? No? You can keep the best ones. The ones yeah, yeah. Well. So if, I, if he was someone who battled a few months ago or something, I probably would. But like, I'm looking at it and... There's a couple of good jokes in there, but uh, they're all looks-based. And to be honest, we look in three years, we look a lot more like now. Uh, no, just because a lot of my jokes about his, his mad beard, and now I have a similarly mad beard. So that's so looks like <laughs> that is kind of funny. You made fun of him for his beard, and you followed through. That's like there's like do you know like that's deeply closeted. That's actually kind of that's probably a norm joke, right? The deeply closeted gay yes, man. Yeah, yeah. But when the, when they're homophobic. And then they come out of the closet. Closet. You kind of yeah, do that same with yeah. beard. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, uh, it, you know, I think a lot of them were about him being Jewish. You're looking Jewish, and it was like, well, I look pretty Jewish these days. So, in fact, I had a <laughs> my day job is uh, I do a lot of random part-time stuff, and one of it was um, there was this uh, Israeli company uh, at an exhibition in uh, London. So they hired a couple of people to like pretend they work for the company to try and like sell sell them to other people at the at the convention and uh so i was walking around with this beard and there was like three different boots three different companies had hired a caricature artist so someone caricatured me uh with this mad beard uh and i was i was given out for this company this israeli company free dreidels so it's me with this beard hold, holding a dreidel. So it looks like a horrible racist cartoon. But it is just, I was holding a dreidel. It looks like someone drew it in to be racist. But no, I was on the day holding a dreidel. <laughs> Are you Jewish? Or no? No, no. Um, but uh, Irish Catholic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've always battled, not enough people are Jewish. So if you look vaguely Jewish, a Jewish joke will be made about you. <laughs> yeah. Jewish jokes are good though, so... Yeah, I only battled one Jewish person, and I think my whole roast... Well, four of my five roast jokes were about him being Jewish, and I didn't even upload it. I think I was like, ah, oh, I don't... This shouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> Let's not put this out there. I think, well, I think a lot of them... <laughs> I 
for a lot of them were kind of you'd almost have to be there uh, to get them. You know, they want like easily to clip out. Yeah. All right, fair enough. What are your top co- comedy influences, by the way? Who do you think are well your favorite? Like, let's say your favorite five comics. Okay, so Norm Macdonald would be number one. Rest in peace. Um, I'd say favorite Irish comic would be Dylan Moran. Uh, favorite uh, English comic Stuart Lee. Uh, Frankie Boyle is great. Uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg, Dimitri Martin. Uh, yeah, well, that's a six, but that's my cheeky six there. <laughs> my nationality with each, with each one yeah I was as yeah. well it's kind of like that way you can kind of say they're all your favourite you know if you go by oh you know nationality <laughs> I never heard of Dylan Moran I'll check out his staff but I agree with Norm uh, yeah he's my he reckon num- number two I love Patrice O'Neill as well he's oh top. he's great yeah then Louis CK are we still allowed to have him on the list is that still allowed I, I think so yeah, great. I mean, he, he put out. He, I mean, yeah, he had enough material out before that you can't you can't go back and not find him funny for so many specials after it came <laughs> out. But it's if I like yeah. hmm? no, is that sorry? No, I'm just saying, yeah. When he's got that body of work, it's it's like you can try and not get into him. Like if someone recommends me, like, oh, I've heard stories, I don't want to like him, but yeah, you can't. You can dislike him because of what he did, but it doesn't. Yeah, you still found those jokes funny. There's no way to unlaugh. <laughs> nice. He's still great. Have you seen these last specials? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably I'm probably like one behind, but I've yeah I've seen. A, I I I think the last one I saw was the one he's talking about his mother dying. Sorry. Yeah. That's the, I think he he gets better every special. I think, and. Um... Yeah, it's kind of undeniable. Although some people really hate him. Like, I think like, he came to Wem- Wem- Wembley area. He did like a few gigs in London last year, in October. And Chortle had like a really bad article about him. Mm. And I thought, nah, he was good though. You can't just like give him a bad review because you personally hate him. Like the, the material is still good. You've got to look at it objectively. But I don't know. No, of course you should. Yeah, as, as, yeah, as a journalist, yeah. But I don't want to shit talk short, short tall. We might need them in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good publication. It's interesting for stand up. Do, do, do you read a lot of stand up comedy publications? No, no. Uh, I, I don't think I've been watching enough stand up because um, it's kind of you know busman's holiday at this point. You know, you're, it's it's hard. It, like I rarely check out. You gotta watch it every day, like at live events, right? You yeah, get exactly. Bored of it eventually. So it's hard to, it's definitely hard to check out new comics. If, if, if stand-up I like puts out a new special, I'll check it out. Um, so like if a big comic who like I would have watched for years, you know, like, uh, so probably the last specials I would have watched were, you know, Chris Rock, David Spade. Uh, who else was special recently? Uh, um, so there's another one everyone was asking me about. I don't know. Jim, I haven't seen Jim Gaffigan's last special. Jim Jeffries had one too. Oh, Jim Jeffries, yeah, I saw that one as well. Yeah, that was good. I like his OG material, like when he went to Afghanistan. That was really fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of great comics. I'm going to check out Jill and Dylan Maureen very soon. 
So he's your top Irish comedian then? Yeah. Or is there anyone else? Like, particularly his first three specials. I, I know that's such a that's such a thing to say about like any artist or comedian. Oh, especially the early stuff. You know, you got to check out the early stuff. But that makes sense. The stuff you're working on for years before you were famous. And when you're broke, <laughs> it's probably better than your, your 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 rich guy material, your rich guy songs. You think so? I thought you'd get better as a comic, though. Yeah, I mean, Louis C.K. does, but I guess, like you said, but uh, I don't know. It's an experience and just, like, how much stage time you've had. Yeah, I think, I, think you, I think you always get better as a performer, but it does, I, as a writer, you could probably rest on your heels a bit once, once you make it. You might not be as hungry as you once were. Yeah, and also get brighter as that. Yeah, you're not going out to the open mics every night trying out new stuff. You you just yeah, you're 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 in movies with The Rock all of a sudden. <laughs> what do you think of people that hire writers? By the way, is that cheating or fair game? I don't know. I guess it depends. Is it a stand-up special? Or is it like uh, is it kind of like is it like a six-part series you're doing where you kind of like you know like. You know, if it was some kind of six-part kind of show where you've got to fill a half-hour a week, you kind of need to, wouldn't you? But uh, when it comes to stand-up special, couldn't you just wait another few months till you've enough stuff? Yeah. Yeah, because at some point you're just, like, doing someone else's material. And it needs to be personal, especially to sell it to an audience. I don't know, though. It's worth a lot more money, though. Like, once you're paying, getting paid, like, millions, and you're going on a big tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't know how long it's going to last, you know, before the <laughs> before the new kid on the block knocks you off the stadium tour. It also is better than a total rip-off. Like, um, there's a gym I go to uh, at the Village Hotel, and they're doing a Peter K tribute act. Oh, God. And it's, th- it's 30 quid to get in as well, to, see, <laughs> to just watch someone else do Peter K's material. Yeah. Watch another man say <laughs> gravy. No, I'm not paying 30 quid for that. <laughs> so this happened to me yesterday no it didn't yeah. you're a fucking tribute act yeah I mean that's just blatant plagiarism and I think they're going like cross country with that so every single village hotel is gonna get that at some point just do a proper amateur comedy night at that point that, 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 that would be better than... yeah yeah I mean I thought uh, you know uh, why is Peter K writing new material if he can just do his old stuff? If 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 someone not him can do his old stuff for thirty quid, he can surely do his old stuff for one hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> so, what's the last like live comedy event that you went to that they actually paid to go? Like that big comics that you actually went to see live? I don't think I've ever paid to see a big comic. Uh, my uncle took me to uh, my uncle took me to Chris Rock and Kevin Bridges. Uh, but Kevin Bridges, oh, awesome. it wasn't the full uh, hour. Like it was, it was like Kevin Bridges and friends. So I told my uncle, what that means is Kevin Bridges is going to open. He's going to do twenty, and then he's going to fuck off to another gig. And my uncle was like, no, no, he'll do an hour. He'll do an hour. I'm like no, no. And of course, yeah, he showed up, did twenty, fucked off. I mean, that's why the tickets were cheaper. You know, it's 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 just like he's yeah, he's popping and he's doing twenty, and then he's he's off somewhere else for more money. I feel like if you've got a show that's called, like, With Your Name and Friends, you should kind of stick out and kind of MC it. That's what I would expect. But, no, fair enough, he's going to... Yeah, you got to look for sneaky words like featuring. Featuring means whenever they show up, we'll put them on for a bit, and then they're off. <laughs> if they show up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, if they show up, yeah. <laughs> 
No, we meant the, the poster was featuring Kevin Bridges, not the not the gig. <laughs> well, they play a video of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be worse. <laughs> Here's 10 minutes for me special. Hope you enjoy. That'd be a rip-off. That's blatant rip-off. But, fair enough. Have you got long left, by the way? Do you need to head off? Uh, no, nah, not too. Yeah, no, nah, I have no hard out. <laughs> okay, okay, that's all right then. You can sometimes, sometimes I keep people on for like too long, but it's all right. It's, it's you, a you fun conversation. It. I enjoy it. Hopefully people are still listening. It's not live though, so it's all right. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that means you can cut out any uh, any bits after that. Yeah, where it lagged or where we just watched the video for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to put the whole video. Yeah. But it's interesting to watch. To be fair, I watched we watch that five minutes and then it's head. Like, I've, I've seen a few reaction videos and they tend to do commentary, but... Yeah, that's an interesting genre reaction. Have you ever seen a reaction video? Um, not. Uh, I think I used to watch them when I was younger, maybe on YouTube or something, but not really. It's interesting. It's an interesting way of making content. Mm. I, I did an interview with one of the reaction people a while back. Well, there's, yeah, there's two kinds a... of reaction videos. There's are they making an interesting commentary on it? Or are they just pulling a silly face uh, when something happens in the video? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess some people do that. It's like blatant plagiarism to an extent. Especially like this view economy where the views matter. Although if you're a small channel, it'd be like a good shout out. But if you're a huge channel, you're just gonna lose your money because this guy is just watching your staff. With a silly face. Yeah, yeah. Or in our case, with, with no face, it's just like audio plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. That's even worse. <laughs> I did used to do this thing with a friend of mine. I called it Comedians Commenting On. And it wasn't really a podcast. It was more like, what we do is we'd watch an episode of, let's say, Pokemon. And we'd just comment on it. Uh, and then I'd edit it down to maybe like just a minute or two of us actually saying something funny and interesting. Um... And sometimes it wouldn't even be about the cartoon, just like a conversation we broke into. Like, we were watching Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and because uh, there's a character in it called Blue, who's this, like Blue Blob mm. character. And uh, my mate was like, oh, didn't you have a girlfriend who was named Blue? And I was like, I went on, this was Galway, you know, which is kind of like the Brighton of Ireland. I was, I was like, I went on a date with a, a girl named Blue once, uh, which, you know, just a you know, little nickname she had for herself. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it would be like a, one to five minute podcast, depending on how much funny stuff we said during the episode. And the reason we did cartoons, well, yeah, we mainly did cartoons, is because you could watch a sitcom episode and not really say anything interesting about it. But because a cartoon has so many crazy things going on, uh, you know, wild characters and, like, crazy things you just have to accept. Uh, that's why, you know, comedians used to do jokes about, you know... Uh, yeah, Bill Burr says that's hack comedy of you know, doing bits about like Scooby Doo and stuff. Yeah, because these wild, crazy cartoons are so easy to go. What's that? How you know how crazy they are? It's so easy to do stuff like that. But it was, it was a bit of a yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit of fun. That's like a fun concept. Just doing yeah. commentary, we're just like, kind of like laughing along and just chatting shit about it. I think like, do you ever watch like this old HBO documentaries from like the nineties and two thousands? They're like Crack Alley, the Hooker ones. Those deserve to have commentary on them because there's so, I watch a little mates and dude, there's so much funny shit you can say about those ducks. Have you ever seen any of them? No. Have you watched the movie The Fighter, The Boxer, The Fighter? 
with um, thingy. Uh, Is that the Christian, Christian Bale? Bale? Yes, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Oh yeah, because that's a fake documentary they're supposed to be making. Yeah, I, I, I think I only rewatched that because like so many podcasts I was watching were talking about that movie, and I was like, oh, maybe it's worth a rewatch. And yeah, Christian Bale is so good in that movie. It's not a fake documentary. It's a real documentary that came out on HBO. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in the movie, they're, you know, pretending to make one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the original documentary is fucking insane. It's next level insane. Because the guy that Christian Bell plays, he's pimping his girlfriend out. Yeah. So he's like a pimp. And she's like a heroin addicted whore. And she gets pregnant in the fucking thing and she wants to get an abortion. Actually, she, she doesn't want to get an abortion, but the doctors are actually telling her to get an abortion. Oh, Jesus. Which I, I didn't think that would happen. I thought it was like the other way around where they advise you not yeah. to get an abortion. Yeah, but I guess they're like, I mean, I, you hear a crack babies. I haven't even heard of a heroin baby. I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> it's a really lazy baby. Hard to say what a baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> being born addicted to crack that is nuts to be fair so like, do they give crack to crack babies or they would die uh, I don't know maybe they give them methadone and meet them in the middle I don't know <laughs> you're going to rehab yeah. at two months old yeah that part I've only known of crack babies because of South Park yeah, baby basketball. I was, yeah. Like, I was just watching South Park today. You know, I keep up with it, yeah, because it's, I mean, yeah, I don't really follow politics, but if South Park can deliver me politics in the most entertaining, smart fashion possible, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, South Park is the best way to keep up with the news, for sure. I fucking love South Park. I think that's my favourite show. It used to be Rick and Morty for a while, but that went through some challenges. Yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, no show has been consistently good for you know twenty five years. Like that's insane. Yeah, I guess the Simpsons maybe. Actually, no, they haven't. Yeah, they've been good, like eleven, twelve year run, but you know, twenty five years. Uh, I mean, you know, people argue oh they slipped slightly when they um, maybe does that you know uh, when they tried to make them all serialized and it kind of, yeah, went a bit off for a bit, but it's like, well, you know, they were trying to do a crazy thing of trying to serialize the future before it happened, you know, setting up things they were hoping would happen. Um, so yeah, they, they ambitious tried something, didn't quite happen. And then they kind of made fun of ending it as well. Like when they ended the serialization thing, they call the episode, the end of serialization as we know it, which is a hilarious yeah. way to kind of go, okay, yeah, we tried it. We're not going to do it again. <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite seasons. I enjoyed the serialization aspect of it. No, Although, yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't hate it either, but it's ones. like, uh, some people were like, oh, it was a bit messy. It was a bit messy, yeah. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Uh, we couldn't walk it out all beforehand. Yeah, they, they thought Hillary would win, right? That was the biggest hang-up around there. Yeah, apparently it was the first time they ever guessed wrong. And, like, they, they got all the other four elections, they got spot on, but uh, that one they got wrong. I mean, to be fair, she got more Still, votes. <laughs> yeah, she should have won, really, if they just did it by number of votes, as you should. But No, nah, they went all weird. Although it, was, it was interesting to have Trump, I have to say. Like, I'm, I'm a left-wing person, but it was more fun to watch the, the Trump stuff. Just for, for my entertainment purpose. Uh, 
it was kind of nice as well because people were like, oh, the world will end if he's president. It's like, nah, shit will just kind of keep going on no matter who's president, really. Uh, yeah, it's meaningless. Yeah, yeah. But if people have proper fights about it. Yeah, no, I mean, they can definitely, they definitely make changes. Like, they definitely make things a bit better or a bit worse depending on the president. But, uh, yeah, it's they're not actually going to let him press the blow up the world button it's you know it's fine i love how south park is like the leading into winter politics yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how it should be i mean that's like when i was a when i was a kid like uh i knew vaguely what was going on because i used to watch you know mock the week and stuff um but then frankie boyle left and then yeah Just, I, that I loved i don't know if you ever saw frankie boyle's tram it all nights I think that's an. I, I rewatch that every couple of years, which it's very hard to find, but uh, I managed to find it each time, and uh, I think it was genius. Uh, so, I missed that. So, like, apparently, yeah, it was. It didn't do well when it came out because critics thought it was just, oh, critics thought it wasn't smart enough, and not enough people watched it to keep it going. Um, well, people didn't understand the title because most people aren't drugs aficionados most people don't know what tramadol is i had to google tramadol is years after i actually watched the show um let me see uh what's happening in the new episodes um well i thought well, my favorite part of the chat gbt episode is you know at the end where it goes written by trey parker and chat gbt uh that was good and yeah it is like yeah w- will anyone ever write again you know because uh, I was listening to, um, because I was coming on here today, I listened to the podcast you did with Ben Henley. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. And uh, you, you, you mentioned about, uh, you, named it, you named this podcast out of, um, not ChatGPT, but you're something like that. You put it in some kind of name generator. So it's, it's like, well, will, uh, will everything be named by ChatGPT or, you know, some kind of name generating technology <laughs> or, you know, auto writing? I actually did use ChatGTP for it. So, oh, what? Well, oh, well, well, yeah. I found a picture of a squirrel that was like going like that, and I really wanted to use that as the logo of the podcast. So I said, hey, give me like squirrel-themed podcast names, and Absolute Nutters was one of them. So the fuck it, let's roll with it. It's a dumb name for a podcast, but yeah. it doesn't matter. But a ChatGTP yeah. is awesome. For the, for the comedy show run as well, the, the whole description is written with ChatGTP because I can't be bothered to do marketing. So I use it to write marketing emails and stuff. That's a good idea, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know, they're so, you know, advertising is so formulaic anyway. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a perfect job for ChatGPT. It really is, man. And... Um, like, it, I can't wait for it to become, like, your own, like, a l- real personal assistant that books you comedy nights and that kind of stuff. That would be awesome if it reaches out to promoters. Although, I think, like, South Park was kind of advising against that mm. with the messaging of their thing. Although, ChatGTP st- does save the day. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, the next episode wasn't written by Trey Parker and ChatGBT. It was a one-and-done joke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the, uh, the, I really like the, the end credits of the first one because they just went with Matt Stone and his assistant, Trey Parker, because yeah. of all the Jews run Hollywood thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. That's good. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah, Trey Parker's name was gone. 
Yeah. And he just said, like, Matt Stone. And then at the very end is, like, Trey Parker, assistant of... Yeah. <laughs> assistant to Mr. Stone. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Dude, yeah, 25 years on, and he's still one of the best shows. Yeah. But with them, I wouldn't even have known one of them was Jewish because, you know, Matt and Stone aren't the most, you know... There's no Steens or Steins. Or, you know, there's nothing, like, real big giveaway in their names. Yeah. True. So, do you watch Seinfeld, by the way? That's one show that I never got around to watching. But pe- people keep advising that I watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favourite, but it's good. I think I've watched... I probably have watched it two or three times, so it's definitely worth at least one go-around. Um, I mean, yeah, it ages surprisingly well. There's just the odd... You know, there's the odd thing, like, where... Um, but it makes you think about how do people do things, because if... Uh, Jerry decides not to meet George or something. George just waits outside a cafe for half an hour because there's no, like, oh, sorry, can't make it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like when I watched... This is so, um, I watched um, that movie. Um, it's that Woody Allen movie where he's... Um, uh, it, oh, uh, Play It Again, Sam. Uh, and he he's basically falls in love with his best friend's wife or something. Yeah, and... He whenever, when, but his his friend is uh, like businessman, and whenever he's there, he calls the office and goes, "Okay, until three o'clock, you can call me on oh five seven two four three You know, uh, so everywhere he goes, he has to update the office on where to call him because he, you know, there's no this is pre cell phones. So you just think, oh wow, how did you do? How did like you know when I moved to London, I was like, my grandmother moved to London when she was eighteen. I'm like, how? How did she find anything anywhere without a phone? That's <laughs> insane. That is a pretty insane thing to do. Shit, when she was 18? Yeah, I mean, she wasn't... From Ireland. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, she found a job and a place to live. She wasn't, like, finding a new comedy night every night of the week. So she she probably wasn't travelling around London quite as much as, like, I am today. But it was yeah, still must have been tough just to do that much. Did she get a job before going to London? Or did she have to move there and then find a job? I think she moved here and then found a job. We should get her on. Okay. <laughs> Three and then she moved back <laughs> yeah 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 so she was here for like it's very common in Ireland you know you move over here you walk here for like 10 years and then you go back okay I guess that makes sense though right you go there make a bit of dough yeah and then come back rich ideally that's the idea yeah yeah although it doesn't fucking work I don't think <laughs> you just end up losing money because of the high prices of London you end up staying or here bring- and you just call your kid you know, Liam or Finn, you know, give him some big Irish name, so then you feel like, uh, yeah, you're still Irish. And then you've got this kid with this strong English accent and a mad Irish name. <laughs> I guess London kind of keeps you there, right? Once you're there, you're kind of stuck. It's hard to find the motivation to move back. I don't know, because a lot of people, a lot of people, like, when they get older, they move because just, you know, the prices. Whereas, like, comedy kind of keeps me here. So if I didn't have comedy, if I was just here for work, I'd so easily move, um, you know, because you enjoy how there's always like events going on here. But that's 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 a young person thing to enjoy. You know, as you get older, you kind of, you know, you appreciate. Quieter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're happy to move somewhere quieter. Yeah, there's pros and cons, I guess. Um, although, yeah, for a comedian, it's really worth it because how many gigs to do a week? Depends. It's 
uh, before I met the girlfriend, I might be gigging every night, but that was just because I fucking nothing to do, you know? So it's kind of nice to take the odd night off. Because um, you'd be gigging every night, but for no point. It's like, you'd literally be like, you, probably no new jokes from the night before. And you, you, to perform every night, you're doing a lot of crap gigs that you're not really learning much from anyway. It's almost just to hang you know, because if, if you're at a gig, you'll probably have a mate there and you'll hang out uh, afterwards. Um, so yeah, it's the only reason to do it every night. It's kind of social almost. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd say probably four or five a week. Uh, okay, that's still, that's still good though. Yeah, still like I mean, this week I did less. Gigs. Last week I did less because the whole you know was, uh, what do you call it bank holiday, so I kind of took it easy. Um, and then I went on holiday to Ireland with a girlfriend a few weeks ago, and I didn't perform because it was like it'd be different if we went somewhere I hadn't been before. I would have definitely crammed a gig in. But because, you know, I started gigging in Ireland, it wasn't, like, special to perform in Ireland. And it would have just been, like, a holiday ruiner. I'm like, oh, I can't get too drunk. I've got to perform somewhere later. So I kind of have to have my shit together. Uh, you know, because, you know, comedy, when you've been doing it a while, it, kinda, it still worked, like. Um, but, yeah, if, 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 I, if I go on holiday again to a different country, I'll definitely, you know, try and get at least one gig in just to say, oh, I performed in that country. It's like not, it's like... Yeah, yeah. In the same way that everyone knocks off, oh, how, how they've been to countries. As a comic, you want to you'd be there, but also have done a gig there. Yeah, I've been doing that every time, so like for every kind of country I visited now. And it's so cool that you can do that, right? You can just go anywhere, message a few people, and you surely get one like open mic at the very least. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Ideally, you book the so, holiday a bit off so you can like try and get a good one. Because <laughs> yeah. they might book so off. What, you what know, countries might... have you performed in? Oh. What What's countries that? have you managed to perform in? Oh, sorry. Uh, so uh, Ireland, England, Scotland, uh, America. That's it. There's only four. So actually very few. Okay, okay. How was America? Where'd you go? Uh, so it was for my 21st. I was in Orlando, Florida. And I performed twice in the same venue, Jack's Pub and Grub, uh, at a gig that I'm sure no longer exists. Uh, but it was cool. I did two different sets. Um one one night it was mainly the comics and the other night luckily like 15 people from chicago just wandered in somehow um so that was fun um and it was it was the first back then i'd only ever performed in ireland so it was the first time i had to go okay well this won't work because they won't get the references and stuff so it was the first time i kind of had to tailor my jokes a bit uh like i had this bit about getting trapped in a in a bus luggage compartment but most of the jokes in it were specific references to what um what automatic things a bus in Ireland says. Uh, so, yeah, they wouldn't have translated to, like, a Greyhound bus in America. So I just kind of dropped that whole story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I think, well, I'm only in three countries. I'm not counting one of those because I bombed terribly. Yeah. But no one spoke English. So well, was yeah, like, I it, did, was like a, it was like a musical gig as well, so everyone was doing music. I asked if I could get a spot. It was a big venue, decent. But, yeah, I don't... I, I, like three people were laughing maybe because they could understand me and the rest just quiet bored <laughs> yeah well that's it because even if they couldn't understand one of the musical performers they can still listen to a bit of listen to the tune but with you they're kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got nothing <laughs> yeah it was fun though yeah, I got to do Malta and Germany those were cool though I'd I'll send you the, if you're ever around I'll send you promoters for them hmm. they're it's uh it's nice, to do, it's nice to do something while you're out of the country. Although I, it doesn't count as an international gig. It would be cool to become an international comic. 
like actually getting paid to go around, like Dubai and that kind of shit. I know some comics get to do that. Or Amsterdam. Yeah, I can definitely, yeah, I've never been to Amsterdam and that would be cool. I definitely want to see Germany because neither me nor the girlfriend has been to Germany and we both did German for like A-levels or uh, leaving certificate as, as we called it in Ireland, yeah. when I did it, whatever they're calling it now. But yeah, so we both so haven't been to Germany. Sie durch? Huh? Uh, Hopefully, hopefully it'll come back to me when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just surrounded by it for a few days. Uh, I'm sure it'll all come flooding. <laughs> uh, no, my girlfriend's great. She she's learning Irish on Duolingo. I'm like, we just been to Ireland. It didn't come up the whole time we were there. Like I told her, I wouldn't. You know, it's if you went Wait, to is Irish. Hang on, hang on. Is Irish a different language? I thought it was just like an accent. No, it's a madly different language. It's like I you didn't know how. Know that. You know how you see Welsh on the sign, it looks mad. That's Irish. It's a whole different language. Okay. Well, I'm culturally illiterate then. I just thought it was like an accent. Like you spoke English slightly differently. Well, if, if you go up to Edinburgh and you see any signs and they're in Scottish, um, then Ireland is actually quite similar. Because I remember I looked at a sign in Scotland and I was like, oh, that's quite similar to how Ireland would translate it. Because they're very similar languages. But uh, in Ireland, they force you to learn it in school. And in Scotland, I don't believe they force you to learn it in school. So a lot more Irish people would speak at least a bit. Coupla fuckle, as we call it. You know, a, few, a couple of words, that means, uh, than in Scotland. In Scotland, so I guess, are more practical. Why teach people a thing that nobody really uses? <laughs> but no, I mean, there's, there's a couple of little villages and stuff you could go to where, like, a lot of people would speak it. Um, Do you not have a Z in Ireland? Because I'm looking at your alphabet and... It... I think that's what I'm looking at. It could be something else altogether. Yeah, we've a smaller, Irish. we've a smaller al alphabet, and we have fathers, which are basically, you know, like an accent, you know, like uh, a you know, mad line going above the words. Uh, yeah, I I only became good at Irish because uh, I was uh, my exams were coming up, and I was planning on doing good at maths, but that turned out to be impossible. Um, you know, maths once you get to like 17, 18, it gets pretty tough. But Ireland, since no one speaks it, the vocabulary isn't that big. So it was easier to get good at Irish than it was to get good at maths. So I did that. <laughs> That's a really funny thing that you said. For some reason. You should, you should incorporate that into your bit somehow. Because it's funny because I thought you would have learned Irish by growing up there. But you had to properly study, study it. Yeah, from 5 to so 18, and still most people are shit at it. So, uh, after 13 years, I've been forced to learn it. <laughs> so people speak English then, normally? Uh, yeah. Day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, but if okay. you moved, if you if your family moved to Ireland when you were 7, you, you would have had to learn it till 18. But if you moved, if your family moved there when you were 9, you wouldn't have to learn it. Because it's like, you know, if you've basically lived in Ireland by a certain age, you, ha you either have to learn it or not. That's the... Although, if you really, really complain for years and years, they might eventually let you drop it. <laughs> interesting. That is actually very interesting. Holy shit. Well, yeah, we might, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people don't even know we have a language. So that's, uh, you know, it's, we're educating people today. <laughs> it's an interesting alphabet. So you got the dot on top. What does that mean? Is that just like the pronunciation then? Uh, dot. It's like a little dot on top of the letters. Uh, it's more of a line. I don't think we have a dot, do we? Have they changed it again? Have they changed the play language? Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Could be, I got else. I'll show you. Yeah. 
There we oh, go. right, the screen share thing. So. Oh, that might be. The the, okay, the dart is definitely not something we do now. That might be like. That's probably going back. That's probably like ancient Celtic or something. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. But see, so you your alphabet only goes up to U. There's no G either. Holy yeah. shit. So I couldn't spell my name in Irish unless I go with, I guess with that letter, the three with a dot on it. It's got like a gah. But then there's no U either. No, there is a U actually. R-P-S. Okay, that'll be all right. Yeah, this is definitely not uh, not what I learned. I don't know what this is, but... <laughs> okay. Um... I mean, I don't know. You can never really trust Google anyway for this kind of stuff. All right, fair enough. Yeah. It was good chatting anyway. Do you have anything you want to plug before you head off? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I should do. No, I'll, I'll just... The yeah, roast battle? Out. Roast uh, battle coming up? The Bill Murray? Well, on... so when do, you, when do you put this out? Probably like tomorrow, maybe the day after tomorrow. Okay, sweet. There might be enough time. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, at 11pm on February 14th at the Bill Murray in Angel in uh, London, I will be uh, performing at the Roast Battle uh, tournament. Uh, other than that, I guess I, I could do my, I plug my socials again. Why not? Uh, Duffy Connors on TikTok and Instagram. Duffy Connors Comedian on Facebook. And Duffy Connors Man on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Slána Walia, which is uh, goodbye in Irish. Sana. Slán Awalia. It means safe home, literally. All right. Well, which is good to say on a, on a Zoom call when we're both <laughs> at home already. But <laughs> well, I got a journey back to my room, so yeah, exactly. Got my leg on my way there, but it was enjoyable. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much for doing doing it, bro. Yeah, no worries. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Bye right, bye.